This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It is what we live, it is what we breathe, and it is what we are all about. At its core, it is all about our sports, about our culture, and yes, of course, about the Auburn family. And because it's about family, you have to have a member of that Auburn family here each and every week on episode 37, my good friend, your co-host, and the reason you honestly all show up to this podcast each and every week, Mr. Austin Scott back in the saddle. What is going on, sir? War Eagle, Kyle. Uh, you're, you're far too kind, my friend, and I appreciate you, you having me on and that we get to talk about the Auburn experience together for now 37 episodes. You would not believe, or maybe you would believe, that the number 37 is very hard to find in the Auburn <laughs> world. Um, it is not a popular number. Um, and so 37, the only two I could find was our current number 37, who had some plays in the AA day game, but I think yep. is a walk-on, is Rod Elston. Rod Elston. I believe it or not, I do know yeah. that name. Yeah, yeah. I think he had some A-Day plays either this year or last year. And then the other 37 that we might all remember, maybe not, is our, our Travon Reed wore yes. number 37 for his fallen teammate, Ladarius Phillips, uh, yes. back in the day. So, um, yeah, just not a whole lot of playmakers in the 37 over the Auburn history, but mm-hmm. that's the best we could find. And I guess we could, you know, posthumously do it, but Ladarius Phillips as well for that. As well, well, yes. It, yes. It, I, that was kind of said without saying, so Kyle, why'd you make it off? <laughs> Blame the point. Anyway, so there you have it. He does his homework yet again and brings you the stuff that you wait for on the Auburn Experience podcast. What number or what player, what person are we connecting to this show? And we have found it in the our, ever so hard to find 37. So listen, this is where in the part of the show, we normally kind of use this opportunity to bounce around and call it Auburn potpourri and uh, talk about some minor things that maybe are just worth mentioning. And there are some things this week that are worth mentioning, but we've got, I think a, a show of three different topics, all different varieties. And I kind of, I, I like that. So we're going to spend what time we have left in this first segment, focusing on one particular thing. I'm just going to warn you all. It's not a particularly fun topic. Um, in terms of just the spirit of it, but it's something that's worth discussing. We'll have some more interesting and fun topics coming up here in just a little bit. But obviously this week, if you were paying attention on social media, if you were paying attention um, to opinions being shared from many, from one particular individual via a major site and also uh, uh, those in responding to it, former head coach of the Auburn Tigers, Brian Harson, had an interview Uh, with ESPN this week come out and shared some insights about what happened, how how he's doing now, all those things. You can now start to, if you weren't aware of all this, imagine how all this played out, especially on social media. Um, Some people, I would say the majority of people did not take it so well. And I completely understand that. And we'll, we'll maybe talk about some of that. So Austin, I just guess we'd open the floor for you uh, to talk about maybe some insights or anything that you might have about our former coach choosing to share his side of the story a a little bit uh, on this ESPN article and uh, reactions to it. Yeah, I I mean, when I saw it come out, uh, I I did not read it right away. I I was doing some other things, but could could definitely expect what was coming from the article. 
you know, nothing against ESPN at all, but we know that, you know, track record, there's been a previous relationship with coach Harson and, and Chris Lowe and the ESP that's who he's used to kind of be his mouthpiece before um, yep. and, and kind of have his opinion out there. Um, so I did not expect great things from it until I, and then I actually got to read it um, and, you know, not super surprised by a lot of what I read in there um, just because, you know, yeah, I think in this industry, a lot of these head coaches are very, and I'm going to say prideful, but I don't mean that in the negative term, but they're, you know, they're Take proud of yeah. the work they can do and they're proud of their success. And, and it's hard to fail, even though you get a chunk of change, if you fail most more times than not, uh, it's hard to fail in this industry. And it's hard to, you know, be the focal point of when there's been such failure like that. Um, Brian Harson's tenure at Auburn was a failure. Um, and mm-hmm. I have no problem saying that. And I think 100% that, true. And I think that he probably would recognize that deep down. I don't think that that's going to be an easy thing for him to say. And I think that we could debate all day long about why it was a failure and what caused it to be a failure. I think that it's easy to find blame on both sides. And I think that's probably accurate. Um, Look at however, you being diplomatic. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> hey, it's, it's early. Um <laughs> It's all in all, it's time to move on. Uh, it is. And I'm going to say that from the Auburn side and his side. Absolutely. Um, I mentioned that he got a chunk of change. He got a big bag from Auburn uh, that he was contractually owed. I'm not saying that, you know, he, he got the, a huge amount of cash for it. He's, he mentioned in the article and we've seen how he's been able to on social media. He's been able to spend time with his family. He's been doing recruiting visits with his son. Um, I'm not saying that oh, he, he went on recruiting great. visit. He went on recruiting visits this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had to say it. I had I was to say it. Dramatic. <laughs> I was, I had to say it. It was just sitting out there. It was a softball that I just had to yep. knock out of the park. Come on. And so, you know, I don't really see other than why, other than he just felt like he needed to get it off his chest, why this piece yep. needed to happen. Uh, but for whatever reason, he felt like he needed to say his last piece and he did. For Auburn, it's time to move on. I feel like a lot of Auburn people have moved on of the fan base. Yep. Um, those in media circles, I don't think have moved on uh, for whatever reason. But it's time to just cut cut it clean. Uh, yeah. You know, he's back in Boise with a whole lot of money. Auburn is doing incredibly well on the recruiting trail for the first time in three years here. So it's. I think it's just time to all go our separate ways and we're good but there was no reason for it really in my opinion and but in the same flip side there's really no reason for some of the reactions that we've seen publicly so to it so yeah yeah i I fall somewhat with you i read the article and and i I agree with you i think it's time to move on so this is why we're talking about to put to bed and and move on but it's worth talking about right now the reaction i got when i first read it I, I honestly had no react. There was nothing to me, and it was probably a very quick read, to be honest, because I cared very little about it. But because I do this job, I've got to stay up on these things. Right. My first reaction was not one of like anger or anything like that. I am. There were some opinions shared by Coach Harson that I disagreed with, but I was like, I mean, it's not def- defamatory in any way. I thought to- towards Auburn or anything like that. You know, I think. I heard a lot of the same things that were kind of being said, vague statements about alignment and up and down. the. And I think some of that stuff is, is probably true, 
but it is one of those things. I also don't fault him for taking the time to utilize relationships and connections that he has to share his side of the story. I would question whether it was the best thing to do. You know, um, you juxtapose that to uh, Gus Malzahn. Now, different circumstances, different success stories, all of that, who goes off into the sunset. And now you have an, a, a social media account from Auburn tagging him with the new head coach. And granted, the, the new co two coaches are best friends, Hugh Freeze and Gus Malzahn. But you don't see that. The guy you just fired three years ago still being mm -hmm. mentioned, connected with on certain level. I mean, I think that kind of speaks to it. And, and granted, the thing with Coach Harson is still very raw, very new and fresh. Wounds are still open, all that kind of stuff. I, I would have just loved to have seen him take the high road, so to speak, if there is a high road for him to take and just kind of go off into the, the Boise sunset, as he already seems to have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're right part. and and i think that's probably the frustration more with anything of it um from a lot of people is um you know it's very random at the end of may to go ahead and bring it up um yeah. or to go ever have this piece you know it wouldn't surprise me at all either if we're being completely honest if espn went looking for the piece just oh i have something to write about you know at the end of the day i recognize they are a business as well. We've talked about how hard it's going to be for us in the summer to find things to talk about. Right. They're having trouble on the college football side too. And especially when Auburn's doing so well, you know, might as well level out the playing field like ESPN <laughs> usually does. So <laughs> I, I think it's more than anything, a, a generating clicks for them, but yeah. regardless, it's pointless. It really didn't need to happen. And the winner of all of it is ESPN. So that's oh, yeah. luck to them. <laughs> and, I, and that's the thing about all this too, is, you know, Harson doesn't come out smelling good on this one. Auburn's fans, some factions reactions don't come out well, uh, well as either as, as maybe rightfully. So some of the reactions, not the degree to which it happened, but the type of responses, your, your defense is to defend your university. And I've always said that, like whenever you're, someone leaves the university transferring someone getting fired, they're still part of the Auburn family to me, to some degree unless you burn the bridges. And when I read the article, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't read that into that. Although I just would have preferred, we did this thing for two years. Let's just kind of, yeah. yeah, let's, let's just go over here. Good job. And, and decide what you're in. But the, the big thing is if we are going to move on, then the other side of that has to, too, there needs to be this, this constant animosity about this it needs to stop, move on, if you don't like the response that you're, or the, the, I guess, response or engagement that Harson's bringing back up about this and ESPN, just ignore it, move on. Yep. It's, but we have to talk about it because it was a big story in the Auburn uh, thing this week. But uh, all that being said, uh, the great thing about this is we get to move on to something else. So does he. And uh, hopefully we're already seeing the, the dividends being paid off from the change that we made for that and hopefully that's going to continue for us this season let's put that one to bed and move on another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And tonight, 
just before we went live, uh, Auburn baseball found out officially. I don't think this was a surprise to anyone, uh, but they will be hosting a regional for the NCAA tournament. Not just for one year, but the second year in a row. First time ever being done Mm. in the history of the program. I continue to say it. If you ever, ever question at this point in his career, Butch Thompson, I might come through the screen and slap you. I'm not talking to Austin. I'm talking to you, the viewer, the listener out there. (laughs) Because all this man does is know how to motivate, to guide, to lead, even in circumstances that don't seem all that great to start off with. And we are hosting yet again. Incredible turnaround and huge point of celebration tonight, Austin. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I think all that you said about Butch and, and how he's continually gotten his team ready, and I mean, no bigger than the run that this team is on right now. Um, you know, like won nine SEC games in a row, won their last four or five SEC series to get to this point um, and just put it all together at the right time. They're one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Um, and, you know, a month and a half ago, it's not even thinkable that this team's hosting, maybe not even going to the NCAA tournament. Um, and now they're one of the top 16 seeds. We don't know their seed overall right now. We'll find out all that as well as who they're playing, who's coming to Plainsman Park next week in the 11 a.m. show on ESPN2 Monday morning. Um, if you already listened to this. Maybe I was about to say. Know. But uh, <laughs> you probably do if you're listening to this, actually. Uh, unless Kyle goes into overdrive and has it out before 11 in the morning, but, uh, uh good luck. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Uh, I'm so tired, man. <laughs> uh, so by the time you're listening to this, you'll know our opponents, but Auburn baseball is hosting a regional again. Um, Kyle, you were there last year. I was yes. there last year for a little bit. Um, just super fun atmosphere. Yes. Auburn dominated. Um, and it has been an incredible run this year. And is Plainsman park is going to be, unbelievable next week for sure yeah and so i think that's what we want to talk about in this segment because the the unfortunate the great let me start the great thing is we know we're hosting the regional and we get to celebrate that fact we know if you can if you're able to let's all come to auburn there's it's going to be a fun weekend not just for auburn baseball but there's going to be some great baseball play this is the best teams in the country uh some of the best obviously there's other regionals but some of the best teams in the country are coming here to compete for the national title don't miss this opportunity. I had so much fun with this last year yeah. and I'm so excited that I'm going to get to take part in, it, part in it this year in some way. I don't know if I'll be in the stadium, if I will be doing my traditional watch from the parking deck thing, probably going to be a little bit of that, maybe a mixture of the two. We'll see, but I will be there. Please come to Auburn. If you can, the unfortunate thing is we don't get to talk in this segment about what the matchups are going to be like. But if you go True. to some of these websites that are very reputable in the college baseball space, you're going to find probably some decent estimations. They tend to find some of these smaller three and four seed teams, uh, sometimes smaller, uh, that um, are regional based. So I've seen right. Troy thrown in a, ro- a lot. Um, Sam Houston State's not super close, but it's in the South, at least as Texas. Um, I've seen as far as the other big team, the number two seed that would be with all, but I've seen Duke, any other ones that you've seen thrown in there, Austin? Um, the, those are the ones I've seen the most, you know, we, it's kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament. You, as we get closer, you start to see kind of yeah. people who, who pay attention to these things every year, have an idea of who's going where. Um, and it is a lot of regional based, um, things like, I think I saw Sanford at one point, I think they'll be going to Tuscaloosa though. Yep. Um, and so, I definitely expect that kind of flavor of it. 
Um, but it's exciting. Um, you mentioned the best teams in the country. I mean, these are 64 of the best teams that have either won their conference or played well enough to get in all year. Yep. Um, and, you know, we'd be remiss to say if Auburn is one of eight SEC teams hosting a regional, that's half. And so yes. the it even it further exemplifies the gauntlet that they've had to go through this year in order to get to this point. And so um, I, no matter what, it'll be a tough road. Uh, Auburn had to play, you know, all their teams well last, last year during this regional ended up blowing out a lot of them. Yep. Um, and, but you know, it'll be a great weekend for Auburn. It'll be really interesting to see when we know the overall seed, who they're paired up with the super regional. That that's yeah. really what I'm interested in. Not to look too far ahead because you got to win your regional right. to even think about hosting or attending a super regional. Um, but all those matchups, uh, it's going to be really interesting to break down. So maybe like a great way to talk about this for the rest of our time in, in this discussion, since we can't really break down the matchups or anything like that, you know, Auburn will be the number one seed, the host seed. Right. So they will, they in all essence should be favored to win. Another perspective, we don't anticipate them to be like a sixth, the 16th overall seed, meaning the last number one. So if you're in that scenario, you would think they're probably the most susceptible number one to be taken out, but they probably are going to be in the back half. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, right? yeah I would so, think so. I'm thinking like 10 to 10 to 15, 10, 10 to 14 range, maybe. Yeah, I, I told Austin this pre-show and I got on just trying to make sure we had all our ducks in a row and saw someone post that Auburn was the sixth. I was like, that cannot be right. But then I started getting no. excited and I was like, what? <laughs> what? Did they watch how we ended out in the SEC tournament? But I'll take it. Um, either way, uh, it's exciting to be doing this. So maybe real quick, what should fans anticipate, Austin, from your perspective at a weekend of baseball, not just for Auburn, but just college baseball on the Plains? Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing, Kyle and I mentioned the parking deck. That's where I, sp I spent a lot of my time at the regional last year. My wife and I both went to the parking deck until I think, was it a rain delay, Kyle? Am I? Yes. I, I believe it was. Yeah. Yes. Until the rain delay, and then my wife desperately wanted a Ben's pretzel, and so we said, well, "Let's just see if they'll just let us in during the rain delay, and then we'll we'll back out real quick and go and go back to the parking deck." Well, we walked down there during the rain delay to get a pretzel, and not a soul was at the gate, and they were, everybody was just like, "Whatever." At this point, you're all here, still here. You're more than welcome to come on in, and so we watched the rest of that game until I think it got delayed until the next day uh, right. for in the stadium. But you can expect a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people in the Yet. stands and a lot of people in the parking deck. Um, and truthfully, you know, if you can get tickets, that's great. But I, I don't think either one is a bad option to watch games at Plainsome Park. I, I love the parking deck. Um, you know, we've talked about the rules of the parking deck, per se, with with Kevin Ives, as mentioned before on, on his Twitter account at yep. AUPPL. A -U -P 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 I look at that. Um, we did it check, together. <laughs> check him out um, to be able to see. Um, those rules and if you're able to make it it's well worth it um if you if you can get down here and get the chance and and the fact that there's just playoff baseball you know there'll be obviously this is a regional so you're there's other teams playing and there'll be other teams playing teams not named auburn too yeah um, so if you're a baseball guy or a baseball girl it is more than more than definitely worth your time to be uh, around the ballpark and around the around auburn this weekend because it'll be an exciting time yeah, I would uh, concur with everything you said there. This is one of those great opportunities to come enjoy Auburn, the campus, too, because you're not committed 
to uh, football game day is like an event in and of itself, right? Like you, you're yes. kind of invested all in what's going on in campus that day with this baseball game, especially when your team's not playing, you have the freedom to come over and check out, especially from the parking deck and the outfield to see what's going on. Um, you know, in this particular game that maybe you're interested in, or you can go to tumor's corner and get a, a lemonade just like I did last year. And that's what I'll probably be doing. I'm, just so excited being in Auburn and having a big maybe thing to focus on, but some leisure time as well is, is very nice. And my biggest hope for this is we've heard this happen a lot. You and I talked about this in football season, even during this terrible year, how glowing of reviews we got from Penn state fans when they came to town. I want to hear those same stories this weekend from whoever it is, you know, that we were, competitive you know this is our house we're going to protect it but let's be gracious host you know let's make them feel like auburn is a place that's welcoming you're gonna you know when the game's on we're we're gonna treat it like it is you're we're here to here for blood but we're at the same time <laughs> when we're hosting when we're showing people around town, let's show people what the auburn family is about and so that's kind of what i'm excited about and of course i'm excited for two years in a row that we have hosted a regional how cool is that oh, outstanding it's, it's the best and and like you said it's a chance to see auburn too you know it'll be the first weekend of june school is out my wife and i were with my sister-in-law and her boyfriend on campus today and campus is as beautiful as ever but it is a ghost town and so if you want to see campus without the hustle and bustle and and the town uh it's a great time to do that too so it's gonna be a good week it's one of those unique weekends in auburn um that'll be next weekend but but good for the team and i can't wait to kind of hear about all the things and see all the things baseball and the loveliest village in the plains it just sounds like a good recipe to me so That's let's right. enjoy it let's enjoy it this weekend when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Let's talk about our final topic tonight. This one's just a fun one and one that I kind of wondered if, if we could have enough fun with it, but I think we can. So we're going to we're going to talk about it. We like to give you a full spectrum of Auburn experience stuff here tonight and this is going to be one of those out there things. But guess what? We get to talk about at least for a second Bucky's again and I know so many of you are shocked out there that we would dare bring Bucky's up again on the show. But moreover, we are talking about this week on social media, other than the negative thing we talked about that's at the start of the show, Auburn creating a little bit of viral content themselves that spawned a little bit of fun stuff from other universities and even professional teams out there this week. Um, a, I guess it was recruit Austin. Do I have that story right? It was, recruit? yeah, yeah. So I was going to give a little backstory. Uh, this, so and peel the curtain back. This is my, um, uh, how do I want to say it? this is my industry per se. I, yeah, my bread and butter is I love to graphic design and I love to, uh, especially around athletics. And so I've always paid a lot more attention to the creative yeah. side of college athletics more than probably anyone should. Um, and so that one of those things I've noticed with the new staff at Auburn, this since they've got here is a big emphasis on this 
and especially making these graphics that you know get they get sent to kids every day all the time um individual more a little more individual than normal we i've seen one where a kid you know he came on a visit and it sounded like he talked with the staff about his mom gives him a blue gatorade some goldfish and all these other things every every time before his track meet every time before his football game so and so the next thing you know the kid's posting a graphic about a picture from his visit with him and his mom and in the background they've got a checklist of all the things he mentioned uh, so just a little more like you know touch and feel and sentimental added to these things where these kids are like hey you know that was really special that's just not your run of the mill i'm going to change your name out a graphic that i'm going to get sent it's not like some graphic where you post the jersey hanging above the stadium or anything like that so i think it's really cool that they're putting a little more emphasis into this and it sounds like this one that we're going to talk about the bucky's one they sent to a kid that's in texas where bucky's is you know the big end biggest thing in the world um they said you know we're the only sec school with a bucky's and i think a lot of people saw this and didn't understand that it was for an individual kid from Texas that maybe right. he is a extreme Bucky's uh, aficionado. But <laughs> now and everyone thinks Auburn is just uh you know bragging about their giant gas station, which they should anyway. All right. But, hey, come on. I mean and now but it was for an individual kid. But like you were saying, this has sparked social media wars and social media the best of the creatives and out in social media from every school uh i think it's hilarious see this is the bet this is when social media wins like yeah this is what should be i mean I, obviously i'm not saying we can't ever talk about serious things on social media we should i mean we should have a well-rounded conversation but this this is when i i flip my phone on find out what's this weird thing going on and when i hear the backstory behind it i smile and i just get further engaged because this is just it's good <laughs> stuff auburn gets to show off their creativity with their step again i love that you brought that up uh, i continue to be amazed by whether it's graphic design video guys i just can't get enough of what the auburn team's putting out right now and just having fun and you know this this is silly this is just for a kid to right. use how he wants to as part of their recruiting process but it still looks good. And the great thing is, is what, like you said, when people don't get this is kind of just a gag for the most part, just for funds to use on a recruiting pitch. And then you get responses. And may I just go in? I think I've got it in the correct order. Let's see if I do. If I don't, we'll come, we'll come back to it in a second. Yeah. Yes. Right there. Uh, Lane Kiffin is like one of the first ones to respond his team and his, his creative staff with Chevron that sells chicken on a stick. They come out. I love this. It's a, it's amazing. Like this is what, this is like the nuance of college sports that I love. And now what social media can do with this, but there you go. Well, And I, I just would absolutely love to know the backstory of did Lane Kiffin reach out to his creative team and say, this is what we should do. Let's do ours, but do, you know, that janky Chevron down the street that only sells because you know, they're in Mississippi. So this, it truly is what is there. And so, (laughs) He's like, let's let's highlight our janky Chevron that sells chicken on a stick. Or was it the graphic design team who had the audacity to say, hey, I'm going to make this as a gag against Auburn. Should I send this to Coach Kiffin? (laughs) Either way, I would love to know how that played out, because this rip this effect, I feel like Auburn's was one thing. And then once a prominent Twitter account or head coach like Lane Kiffin went after Auburn using the same idea. Yeah, that's what started the ripple effect. It, and it went crazy from here on out. 
and listen, as much as we were frustrated with Coach Kiffin during this coaching process with whether he was taking Auburn seriously or not as a job and, and shenanigans even after that, we've talked about some previous episodes about stuff related to him. See, this is why I'm still glad Lane Kiffin's in the SEC because of stuff like yeah. this. And, and he's not the only one that got involved. We'll give you some other examples here in a second. Again, credit goes to the creative teams for putting this out here. They're the ones that have made these graphics. We're just sharing them out. But courtesy of them, we're letting you see some of these. Here's another example from South Florida, I believe, is this one? I can't see the... the, the yeah. Now, the I've chosen a couple, Austin, because I want to point out some incorrect statements uh, about a few of these, or at least almost incorrect. Uh, the only one with the publics on campus? I think we have a claim to that one. Uh, I'm not going to say that's on campus. Now, I'm listen, not going to count ours as on campus. Now, listen, there are some campus buildings. So what we're referencing here, most of you that know what we're talking about, but just for those that don't, the campus borders are really the big ones are college and mag and Correct. college street right there in front of Stanford hall, technically across the street would not be campus, but there are some campus buildings over there. Which there would be, are. And it's kind of connected to it. So if so facto it's on campus. Yeah, I see what you're <laughs> saying. I, I was, I saw this one too, the South Florida one that says the only school with an on-campus Publix. And I started kind of reading the comments because there were some people who it looks like they really do have a Publix on campus. And it was like, somebody might not have done their research on this one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they use the Publix mascot, the little dinosaur. Uh, yep. And that that's, I think, what the biggest part about this is. It's not really how much of, of how crazy can your statement be is how ridiculous can your graphic look. And now on this Publix one, I see for those that are just listening and not watching with us. I see a pub sub, a gallon of Publix lemonade, some cookies <laughs> from the bakery, and as I mentioned, the Publix dinosaur mascot. That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. All right, another example here. Uh, uh, this is I, I just kind of grabbed this random <laughs> one. Is how big is Memphis campus? Like, do they have the pyramid over in Memphis as part of the campus? But this one doesn't say on campus, so I That's think true. they're I think they're looping it into the city because I've never been here, but I've heard about this at Memphis, um, the only school with a Bass Pro Shop and a pyramid, which is you know. That's a good one. I, I, you know, I would be willing to bet, and I believe them that they're the only one that has a Bass Pro Shop within a pyramid near their school. Yeah, and this last one I think is one that we have a connection to. If I'm right, no, I, I missed on getting that one. But this was this is a major. So this is you want to talk about Auburn like inspiring madness. You would think, okay, it's going to spread throughout the college level. This, folks, is the Seattle Mariners taking part in this. <laughs> The only what is it? I can't read the fine print, but the toasted grasshoppers with one of their players on top of it. The only major league baseball team with toasted grasshoppers, which, you know, people were making fun of Auburn for saying, are you really proud of having Bucky's? Is that really what you're going with is your thing? Is toasted grasshoppers really what we're going with? Seattle is our <laughs> the thing that we're the only MLB team with. I don't know. I That does not make me want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm proud to be a Mariners fan. So all because of this, these examples you just saw, one I, I failed to get and I wanted to bring up because we could, I, I think it said it was on campus so we could debate that a little bit. Georgia tried to say they had the only little Italy. Yeah, I got a problem with that one. I got some issues with that one because I, sir, will be having little Italy basically on campus. It's kind of <laughs> the same publics. I will be having that this weekend most likely. Now, just because 
they put that. Out. How do you? How much money do you think Little Italy is going to make this weekend? Simply because they were mentioned on social media because of all this. Oh, I think it'll be tons, and and just because you know, it's if I remember Italy. correctly, it's Little Italy. But if I remember correctly, last year it was talked about on when Auburn was winning by like twenty in that game. They talked about where they're going to go eat afterward, and we had rain and delays. And Little Italy is going to be one of the only places open if we have some rain delays next weekend. So. Uh, Little Italy is going to make some money, but ju- that Georgia one, I don't, I, you might be right. It might have said the only school with a Little Italy on campus. But if it said the only SEC school with a Little Italy, that is incredibly incorrect. And the guy who posted that was like, it says Little Italy's pizzeria. That's not the same. No, it's the exact same thing. It's cheap beer, cheap pizza, and they're open. They never close. So those are exactly the same, my friend. So there you go. Listen, Auburn creating magic. And when we talk about encompassing the Auburn experience on this show, this is with the stuff sometimes we want to throw at you guys because this is just so unique. And I love it when Auburn becomes a prominent thing in other people's worlds. And this time we were a trendsetter in a sense. So hats off to the creative team at Auburn. Hats off to everybody else who jumped on board on other college uh, group uh, creative teams and coaches, I guess, if Lane was involved in this for kind of making something that was a little bit fun this week. And obviously, as we've talked a lot about a time where there's not a bunch to, to discuss right now, but uh, really cool. And uh, of course, we're going to celebrate having a Bucky's who wouldn't celebrate. Ha- if you're not celebrating having a Bucky's near you, what's wrong with you? I mean, Look, it says the only SEC school with one. So you best believe if anybody else had one, they'd be celebrating it, but they don't. So just yeah. take your take your grits and go home. You know, I bet a certain school across I bet a certain school across the country uh, across the state would uh gamble a few dollars to to have a Bucky's, you know, down the street from them. Uh, so I sure bet they would. I I that's a fair bet, sir. All right, that's getting right now. <laughs> You do those jokes much better than I do, so I just need to leave them to you. With that being said, that is episode 37. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you want to connect with me, you can do so on social media via Twitter. At KyleLoomis24 is my handle. Where can they find you, sir? Austin G. Scott on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find me, and we can talk about all the graphics you ever want to talk about. We can talk about that toasted grasshoppers gas stations (laughs) but we're going to be talking this weekend and enjoying a lovely little village on the plains with some college baseball mixed in it is going to be a good time thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode until we talk to you again war eagle war eagle